The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. In the last half hour, we were talking about that museum that uh, is opening up in uh, Sweden, uh, Museum of Failures. And uh, I thought this. Oh, and by the way, uh, as we told you off the top of the show, a short show for us today. This is our last half hour with you, and then we'll uh, hand the show over. We'll hand the airways over to the City Ford Faceoff show and Reed Wilkins, and he'll drop by in a moment to tell us what's coming up on the show. Um, I don't know that this would constitute a fail. I thought it was actually a big win, but we talked about it er- earlier in the week that John Gott, the CFL uh, Ottawa Red Blacks offensive lineman, he- he's the guy who did that celebratory uh, beer chug. Which he says it was his girlfriend's beer, but they had planned it in advance that he had, and some of his teammates knew it was going to happen at some point. And and you know we uh, we mentioned I think yesterday that yeah it would have been yesterday because this is Tuesday that the CFL is not going to fine him or anything like that. But they've done something different instead. Hey, eh? they have. Unfortunately, I don't care. <laughs> it's not like he ran through the end zone and some fan had a bong. <laughs> and, and he was just like, hey, yeah, if you can throw me some weed, I'm just going to pack a bowl here and rip one off, and then I'm going to go back on the sidelines. You, I mean, You might as well have been talking uh, Greek to me right then. I have no idea. Uh, they changed their policy, so and they incorporated now. So the CFL has said that the use of alcohol or drugs, because they're anticipating perhaps your scenario, and the mimicking of the use of alcohol or drugs is now prohibited by CFL players. Okay, so to me, it's too little too late. Really? Earlier this year, Duke Williams. Yeah, it was funny. He rolled through signage. Yeah, it was at good. the at the end of the end zone. Mm-hmm. He was fined. Then John Gott comes out and chugs a beer. Now, just to be clear, he was fined. He wasn't fine. Fined. Yeah, he got Sorry, fined. Yeah. Yes, he got fined. But then a guy chugs a beer, and they're like, "No, we will not be issuing a penalty, but we need to alter our plans." So. How do you? Well, you know why. How do you choose one over the other. Here's why: because in between those two events, they changed what celebrations could uh, could entail. So in August, the CFL allowed the use of props in celebrations. So they're say so they defined now because they, you know some people argued that it made the game more entertaining to have really cool celebrations. So they decided to define it. So they said you can use props, uh, but they limited what the props could be. Right, and signage was not among the props. So. So that there was a clear rule and everyone knew it. So really, that's why they're saying, well, the beer can was not something they anticipated. Yeah. But it falls in the category of a prop, right? Like the guy, remember the guy who grabbed the camera and started filming his teammates? Yeah, uh, Darvin Adams, I think. That's right, Winnipeg, yeah. yeah. Second thing, I, you know, you guys all know, I, I watch the CFL and not the NFL. I love those celebrations. Me too, and I, I watch both. Yeah. And I mean, over the weekend, uh, a player for New Orleans, he hid... An old school flip phone <laughs> under the goalpost scored a touchdown. And he was actually paying homage to a former NFL player for the New Orleans Saints who did the exact same thing and picked up a phone and put it to his ear like he was calling family and friends, be like, "Hey, scored a touchdown." <laughs> and so this guy did it, and he didn't get fined. Yeah, but they they threw a flag, and that's a 15 yard penalty. I mean, Terrell Owens back in the day. I mean, he was grabbing pom poms. That's right. Yeah, he was eating popcorn and throwing it all over yeah. himself. I well, mean, in Winnipeg they jump into the stands in the end zone and yeah. hug fans and all that kind of stuff. To me, it's just fun. Like, I understand yeah. the impression that they're trying to avoid to children when a, a guy like John God is chugging a beer. I get that. But at the end of the day, is a 10-year-old 
in tyke football, going to score a touchdown and run <laughs> to the fans looking for a beer. It's, it's just not going to happen. But I, I understand that they want to be perceived as, you know, a child-friendly league. Yeah, it's a family-friendly league, yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. So, but I'm sure most kids have seen their dad chug a beer at some point. Well, you'd think Their mother, so. for that matter, too. <laughs> in my household. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen my mother do a few things like that. I don't know. Like, I, you know, I'm pretty old, and I've been watching the CFL my entire life, both live and on television and listening to it on radio, right here on 630 Chet. But i got to tell you, I saw that as I'm throwing a dart um, at the bend and just went, oh, my God. Like, I... And I I mean, I thought it was hilarious. Oh, I was and dying And the second laughing. thought was, ooh, he's going to get fined. Yeah, and then didn't. So, yeah. So you just thought maybe after the, the Duke-Williams incident where they mm. penalized him, they would have thought well, maybe of... Maybe they should refund Duke, and that would yeah, there you make go. everyone whole again. Yeah, there you now, go. Now that we, in hindsight, we now realize that... Crawling through a tunnel is really not their nothing, biggest concern. Yeah, exactly, right. As to a guy running to his girlfriend <laughs> and chucking a beer. But it was a great sight. I mean, these guys are just having fun. I know. And he, doesn't he look like the right guy to be chugging a beer to with the great big beard? Especially and... for a team like the Red Blacks. Exactly. Like, they, like they pride well, themselves... you go to their games, don't yeah, you? Oh, you yeah. Have? It's a great atmosphere. It's just a fun time. They embrace having fun yeah. and uh, creating that sort of atmosphere. And you heard the reaction of the crowd. Sure. Right? Well, it's like the Las Vegas Golden Knights when we started seeing their opening ceremonies. And yes. people were criticizing it. And I was like, what are you talking about? Do you know how much more of an audience they're garnering for their games? Because people just want to see how hokey the opening ceremony is going to be. And if you've been to Vegas at all, it's all it's based on hokey. Yeah. They're not trying to be serious. They're no. embracing the fact that this is a hokey town. Exactly. So we're going to put on this lavish, outrageous intro Stupid and display. Whatever. But it's for fans to go on social media and be like, and, and tweet out, you're not going to believe right. what the Vegas Golden Knights did tonight before their game. How many of you, when watching that series last year, went, well, how are they going to uh, kill a jet with yeah. with a sword? Like, yeah. you know, I actually tuned in earlier than I might otherwise have <laughs> just to see how they're going to do it. Uh, hey, we need to take a break. When we come back, uh, Reed Wilkins is going to drop by. City Ford Faceoff show coming up uh, just after four. The puck drops down in where? Florida. Tampa, Tampa Bay. Tampa yeah. today, yep. Yeah, uh, but before we get to hockey, Angie, show. So I did want to ask you about this. Morley Scott, who's off today, mm-hmm. or I would have been sitting across from Morley to ask him the same thing. So he had tweeted out, uh, and it was just, a, it was like a sort of like, hey, this isn't sour grapes, just throwing it out there. Yep. And I know you've talked about this on I've your talked show about it for before. years. Right. Yep. That if the CFL had a single division, we would be, what, the Eskimos would have finished sixth, I believe? Yes. Right. Now, you, and I understand the argument is, well, the games going into the last weekend would have meant more, so Hamilton might have played you know, right. more to win. BC might have played uh, more to win. But it's it, for me, it's not an Edmonton-centric comment because I've brought it up the last two or three years. Uh, about the the CFL playoff format, and I, and I think it's I think it's archaic, and I don't think the East West matchup carries the same sort of regionalistic no. uh, furor that it, that it used to. I, I think people want 
uh, you know, the two teams that win the playoff games, and I think they to, to play in the Grey Cup, and, and I think that they want the regular season to seed the teams uh, accordingly, and then for teams to be rewarded with buys and or home games based on how they finished right. in the regular season. Even, even if you argue, well, if Hamilton would have played their full lineup, they would have finished 9-9 nine and, nine and and been ahead of Edmonton. Well, that's still a sixth-place team that is getting a home game next week yeah, against true. the BC Lions, right. as it is their seventh place. So, yeah, you're right. That, and, that... And, and you know what? And this isn't to take anything away from Ottawa and Toronto, who won the Grey Cups the last two years. I'm not saying that those championships are, are tarnished. I mean, if you let six teams into the playoffs, you know, usually in the CFL, the sixth-place team will probably be... Nine and nine, eight and ten, or seven and eleven, depending on the year. This year, it's nine and nine with the with the Eskimos. I, I don't have a problem if a team goes on a run and wins the Grey Cup. I just don't think last year uh, the Toronto Argos should have got a bye to the East Final. Right. And the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, who whatever they wound up with, eleven wins, I think, at fourth in the West, should have had to go play two road games against teams with, with inferior records. I I, yeah. I don't I don't buy this that it's like, well if you have the Grey Cup in Montreal and it's uh, BC and Saskatchewan, no one will go. I, I don't buy that anymore. I, I don't buy that if the game's in Montreal and Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, or Hamilton isn't in it, all of a sudden it loses interest. I mean, all the games are televised. But you watch all the lines, teams all year. I, I agree with you, but along those lines, would it or could it potentially be the end of CFL football in Eastern Canada, though, if... I mean, there's so little interest in football... Uh, in Toronto, for example, that you know, if you don't have an East-West, if you don't have a pretty good chance of a local team making this, making the, uh, I was almost going to say Stanley Cup, Grey Cup, do you maybe run the risk of becoming just a Western league? Well, I, I think that it, that's already happened. First of all, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I don't. What's going to make the CFL stronger in Toronto? I don't know at this point. I mean, they went to the smaller stadium, which they thought would help. It, it hasn't really helped. Uh, you know, I think I still think in Montreal, if the team gets gets better, they might they might get some fans back. Obviously, they've had a couple of really rough years. I, I understand what you're saying, but I, but I also. You know, again, I, I just think... So you're saying if there weren't playoff home games in those cities, yes. does it does it hurt? Yeah. Well, it yeah, would, probably it, somewhat. Yeah. It's, you know, it's more... Sure. Well, I mean, Ottawa would have got a home game against us yeah. This, well, yeah. this year. In the Eastern uh, semifinal. But, but I don't think... It, it seems to me, uh, when I've talked about this on Inside Sports, it seems to me that... And again, I don't want to suggest I, I I represent everybody. It seems to me a majority of the people agree with me, though. There's still a pretty probably, you know, a quarter to a third of people who are like, no, it's East West. You know, mm. why why change it? Have East West? It's it's uh, it's just what we understand, and it's and it's what's worked for the CFL for this long. So so why change it? I I just think you're, you know, and again, okay. So Hamilton is eight and ten. They could have been six and twelve, and they still would have hosted a playoff That's game. Right. You know, if they, if Edmonton, you know, would have would have beat the, both those, beat them, or BC would have beat them one time. You know, Hamilton could have been six and twelve, and not just in the playoffs, but hosting a playoff game. And I understand, you know, two thirds of the teams make the playoffs. It's, you know, it's kind of different now because other, I mean, in the NHL, it used to be 16 out of 21, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So other teams have got, you know, other leagues have gotten larger. The CFL is not going to get much larger, maybe by one team. So it's going to be two-thirds or 60%. Yeah. So then reward that the one teams. Team would likely be in the East. Then right? reward Halifax. the, yeah. So, re, yeah. so reward the teams that, that have the better records with home games or with buys. I mean, Saskatchewan would have a buy. They would have the second best um 
you know record in the in the CFL, so they would have a bye to host the semifinal along, along with Calgary, as opposed to they get a host. I mean, that's the crazy thing. Yeah, Winnipeg and Calgary, or pardon me, Winnipeg and Saskatchewan. The uh, or did well, I guess Ottawa actually wound up third. But last last year, Calgary, Winnipeg, and Edmonton were the top three teams in the league. They were all on the western side of the draw. Mm-hmm. So you're, you know, and so hey, and, 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 hey, you know what? The Grey Cup was great. Yeah. It was thrilling. Toronto pulled off an upset. They got the incredible fumble recovery. That kind of stuff can still happen. I'm not. I'm not begrudging Toronto being there. I just think that their path should have involved playing another game because they had one of the lower down records. Yeah. So just looking at tonight, Reed, I mean, uh, second half of a back-to-back, it doesn't get any easier tonight. Well, are we done with the football talk I guess now? So. I don't yeah, we've got to look at the game what a, here. What a segue. I know. Well, it's both sports. <laughs> we I'm just giving you yeah. our time, Brad. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, to me, I mean, you know, tough loss last night. You'd like to start out a road trip with a win. Now you're Well, they half. did. They won in Detroit. That's right. right. <laughs> I'm just getting... I'm just jumping just all over get, the new guy. Getting, hey, I'm such a jerk. Getting roasted right before I leave for the day. This is exactly how I envision my day ending. He's just not giving him credit for I just, anything. I just hope Connor gets a goal. He got a goal! He got yeah, a yeah, goal yeah. yesterday, yeah. Brad! Yeah. Yeah. My God! Yeah. Go easy on the kid. Uh, to me, it's just a weird road trip, though, to go from Washington to Tampa Bay. Like, typically when you go to Florida, you're playing, you, you do Yeah, they the got Panthers, the Panthers on Tampa, Thursday. And then you do well, Carolina. Well, Tampa Bay's good. They're, they're, I mean, they're 10, uh, what are they, 10-3-1. Uh, they're only behind Nashville in the overall standings. They were great last year. The Capitals got them in the East Final. No, no, Hedman's not playing. They still have a really good defense, but but Hedman isn't playing. The Oilers, are, it looks like they're going to have basically four Four changes. Uh, Koskinen will play for Talbot, and uh, mm-hmm. Gravel, Yamamoto, and Raddy are all expected to come in. So a little fresher legs there. We're not sure exactly uh, who's coming out. Uh, I, I think for the Oilers, uh, you know, I didn't think they played poorly yesterday, but but they fell behind, and, and uh, you know, Washington kind of knows what to do when they it have a lead. felt a little uninspired. It, it was, yeah, it was a little, I mean, Rob, Rob, Rob called it a bit of a, a, a sloppy game. Yeah. And, you know, even the Capitals, I thought they defended well in the third period, though probably still gave the Oilers a few more chances than they would have liked. The Oilers yeah. didn't uh, didn't finish as well as the Capitals did, and, uh, and there you go, it adds up to a loss. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we got the face-off show coming up, and I believe... I think we're gonna. Uh, I think we're gonna get Dave Andrewchuk on the show, so that'll be fun, and uh, we'll hear from McDavid. And I think Stoffer's back today off the uh, injured, Ooh, off the injured yeah, list. I was gonna say, I hope he's feeling better. I think he's he's he's, he's coming. Well, I mean, he did the game yesterday. Right. He just uh, didn't wasn't able to do the faceoff yeah, show. Yeah, no, no. A doctor, I think, had recommended that he lay by a pool for the afternoon. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's hopefully right. that worked out for him. Uh, all right, that's coming up after six. Right now, uh, oh, and Brad, thank you very much for uh, filling in. Thank you for having me, buddy. Well, it's always uh, my pleasure to have you here. Uh, stay tuned for the City Ford Faceoff show, followed, of course, by the hockey game. I'll be back at 2. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.